but some ran more of the buff show where conservative warriors come for the truth on am 950 fm 94.9 the answer yeah but you threw it away I'm going to give it to somebody special, and that's what we do on the Buff Show. We give a special show to everybody listening. I don't know how that relates to the song (laughs) at all. (laughs) Welcome back. Matt Buff, Brittany Walker, your co-host, hashtag Blonde Patriot. How are we doing so far? I think we're doing good. It's going by really fast. A lot of interesting stuff. We got mad at the last break. What's already the break? I know. Philip in studio with us. Are you having a good time? I'm I'm doing a great time. You can actually just call me Phil. Phil's okay. You don't have to go Philip. Phil, let's hear your disclaimer. Everything you say has nothing to do with your law firm. Well, that's good. Keep going. You want to take the other half? uh, Hashtag Blonde Patriot. supervisor. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) I don't speak for anybody other than Phil Capra, right? And so, not the law firm, not my clients. And Phil is not the one fixing ballots. He just works for the election office sometimes. That's correct. Yes. He's done nothing wrong. In Seminole County. I I have never fixed a ballot in my life. That's great. And I believe you. He looked right in the eye, and I believe you. But what we can't do is people that do fix ballots, we can't let them off the hook. I mean, when we talked about there there should be investigations, right? Mm -hmm. Well, these investigations have found plenty of fraud. They found plenty of stuff, and it's enough to overturn an election. When you talk about the percentages in the voting machines, the hundreds of thousands of this in Michigan and this in Pennsylvania and all these things that happen that at least were investigated and now they've seen it in the pristine ballots and the same signatures. That you're talking about Arizona. They found uh, 1,500 ballots with the same exact signature. So let's let's take a pause button and sure. I need you to explain a little bit to me because I, sure. I, I don't live and breathe what's going on in 49 other states you know, 365 mm-hmm. days a year. So let's take one of these states where, where they saw everything that happened. Did it not go to a court? What they have done is compiled, um, they're compiling their evidence in a very short amount of time. Okay. A lot of this information, I'll get to your, to your answer, but a lot of this information that we have now came from testimony, mm-hmm. affidavits, and whistleblowers. And then some video evidence from Georgia that you even said was troubling when they sent everybody home and in came the couch, and troubling in the least. And uh, shockingly, all those votes went to Biden. So what you have is the testimony and evidence, and so in a short, quick amount of time, you're trying to get these mm-hmm. things to court. Now, Wisconsin did give us a hearing, and, that, and, and, and so did Michigan, to where we were able to get the machines. Some of these hearings are allowing us to see more and more information. Mm-hmm. What we're not getting cooperation is from federal courts or yep. the Supreme Court. And that is not unusual. It's it's typical. It's disappointing. But well, we were basically asking the Supreme Court to overthrow the election. And that's just something that they should have taken, but they didn't. Well, but let's talk about that for a second. So federal courts, whether it's a district court judge or an appellate court it's judge. It's all about standing, yeah. Or, or a Supreme Court judge. Well, even before you get to standing, let's talk about let's talk about intentions, right? And so when you talk about intentions, these are not people that run for re-election. They have lifetime appointments right. in their seat with the idea that they will do what is what right. they believe to be fair, what they perceive to be fair. Remember, perception is reality for those right. people and we can't argue their perceptions. Yeah. So by their take, there was there was for whatever reasons, these cases should not have moved forward. So for you to challenge their their understanding of the law and their taking on it, are, are you suggesting they're on the take also? Yes, I am, because if you're in on it, wow. if you're in on it, I'm not, I'm not saying anybody specifically is, but if, if I can see it all, how come they can't even take a look at it when it's been 
put out there. I mean, there's pages and pages and pages of uh, documents and affidavits that I've seen, and they were put together really nicely in a package for the Supreme Court to look at. Okay. There's people willing to put their life on the uh, going to jail if they're lying on a piece of paper go ahead so there are two justices appointed to the supreme court who are without a doubt corrupt and you know that's something we can go into separately and we can talk about that offline but but regardless uh even outside of that the supreme court doesn't like to get involved in these types of situations because they're not supposed to be political they're supposed to do what is fair and right you know per the constitution you know for the, for the people so when you have in a case like this where it's an election and you have you know half the country versus the other blue versus red and it becomes political they don't like to get involved with that but i will say i don't think they're going to have a choice at this point you know i think in in these swing states uh with with the dueling electors because i don't know if you are aware but uh arizona nevada georgia Georgia, um, and Pennsylvania, all of the GOP electors voted for Trump. So now you have a case where you have dueling electors in all the swing states. Who's gonna Who's gonna Congress. take it from there? And Congress, there's there's several in Congress that have already said they will challenge the electoral college results. They will, and that's where they have the right to do it. What we're hoping is it all comes down to constitutionally, the vice president of the United States. I mean, we can't just sit by and let somebody steal an election. This is America, and we lose our freedom. And and half the country, even in polling, says they feel very strongly that that's happened. Well, and so here here's the issue, right, for, for me. Mm-hmm. You have an electoral college. You have a system, right? If we believe in the system, then we have to believe that the system is working the way it's supposed to. Now, there's that argument of, well, we can overturn the electoral college. We have the right to do that. As long as people are working within their rights, I have no issue with challenges. But it gets to a point where we're no longer arguing about whether or not the process is fair, but it's simply more an emotional-based argument of, well, I don't, I, don't, I don't think that this is the outcome. What have I talked about the whole show? That's, evidence. That's wrong. We have to have yeah. evidence in standing, and we have to be able to get our day in court. So here's the, problem with, here's the problem with affidavits, all right? I cannot cross-examine an affidavit. Are those people all going to come in and testify and say exactly what they said on that affidavit? Many, many of them have for days, uh, mm-hmm. for the last 30. Yes, many of them have. Okay. And is there and information? Even truck drivers. Even the... Um, UPS the, drivers. Yeah. yeah. And is their information verifiable somehow? Well, they have uh, time cards to prove that they were there, all right? And they have video to prove that they were on mm-hmm. shift. And they're steady, and they're, 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 what they're talking about is credible. And they are talking about specific incidents at specific times and specific people involved. I don't know. I mean, when do we call people? I mean, you told you you got mad when I say maybe people are on the take, but you don't want to give these people credibility. Well, so I don't believe these are real Americans. Well, I think I think there's a difference between saying that federal judges are on the take, which, uh, quite frankly, I mean that just means you don't believe in the system. No, I and believe in a no, fair election system. I don't like when you change but it. But you know Go what? Ahead. If if you simplify it down to just that, okay, well, this argument is: Do you believe in the system or do you not? Then I absolutely do not believe in the system. Because if that's what the argument boils down to, well, I can say based on all of the evidence and and what's happened in the 2020 election, uh, well, no, I don't believe in the system. And guess what? 92% of Republicans don't believe in it. Because 92% of Republicans don't believe that Biden was the true and fair winner. 
You're exactly right. If if this new change they've made to our system is the new system going forward, I'm with her. Of course we don't believe in that system. Why would I even system. go vote? Why would I ever show up to another election and vote if I know that my vote's being canceled out by a fake vote in Michigan or Pennsylvania? You know what I'm saying? Like it just if if the American people don't feel um, confident and secure in the election system in our country, they're not going to turn out to vote. Well, so. And that's their choice. And then they're choosing not to vote, and they're giving in to whatever whatever but, is going to happen. But if you don't believe in the American system, then what I what I say is, why would you continue to call yourself an American? Well, well what's the American not, system? This hold is on, not hold the on. American system. Yeah, when you we, change yeah. laws and you allow illegals to vote and you count over 2,000 dead votes in one county, when you do all these things, that is not our electoral system. We are trying to protect the American system. You don't turn us into Venezuela. Mm-hmm. We're not a banana republic. Many of us feel you have to stop that from happening. Absolutely. Well, I, I, I understand <laughs> that you have to defend... The Constitution, you have to defend the laws of the United States. Absolutely. That's all we're saying. I I don't disagree with that at all. What I'm suggesting to you is when an electoral college, when when, when the electors of a state certify an election, then they are saying that to the best of their knowledge and belief, this is how this is how. That Those certification means nothing. You understand that legally. That certification is a formality. It's a it's it's window dressing. That's all it is. And like Brittany said earlier, we have plenty of swing state Republicans that are casting their votes in the Electoral College too. Now, that all goes back to where they had deadlines because it was delivered by horse and pony. What matters is January twentieth in the Constitution. You know, and we have every right. To protect our constitution and integrity up until that date. Sure. So certifications ask, don't mean anything. So then let, let's roll forward. What happens on January twentieth after the inauguration? What happens for you all? Assuming, well, we'll assuming, very, assuming President Biden is sworn in, President elect Biden becomes President Biden. Right. Then to us on this show, and you can speak for yourself. Um, to me, that is seen as an, a truly illegitimate president. I will never look at him as a president. I. I've followed Biden closer than anybody. There's no way this guy had any kind of following near 80 million. There's just no way. I've seen too much, Phil. I've seen too much evidence. I've seen all the affidavits. I've seen the court reports. I've seen it all. I've heard Not too illegitimate. many. I've heard too many Biden clips where he states that we. What did he say uh, on Here the? Here we go. You, you queued it up perfectly. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. This lands your put question. together. I think the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Good. But, we didn't break our streak. We play it every show. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but I'm, I'm speaking about on Tuesday, you know, Biden had a meeting with the civil rights group and he on camera said, this is how they kick our ASS across the country. Yes, he he's said acknowledging that. that there is a red wave in America and he's acknowledging that he, that we are that we won. And no one's paying attention to it because one, you're not going to hear it on the news. Two, these are leaked audio clips. Like, and you know what? You know what's really disturbing with, like, to me as a Republican. It, I honestly, at this point, don't even want to associate myself with the party because of how the people in the party have acted during this election. Are you a patriot? Are you going to stand up for your country, stand up for what's right, and do the right thing? You know, and give people the confidence in a fair and free election, or are you just going to be like, well? 
you know, it happened this time. Four more years, we'll, we'll try to get them. Well, there's some audio from John Roberts, basically, when you were talking about on the take. On the take doesn't mean they're getting paid or something like that, but they're in the tank. Um, he basically said, we just didn't want to see riots. <laughs> and that's not a reason not to do no, the right thing in, in this country. Last word to you before we head to break. Well, I think at the end of the day that there is a process that we have to trust in the process. I understand that you all don't feel that way. And because I am a true American, I defend your right to believe that. What I don't support is the notion of saying this is not a legitimate president. Because once based January, on evidence. Yeah, once based on January evidence. 20th happens, that man will be our president, no, whether won't. you like it or not. Well, he's a, he, will not, he will never get sworn into office. We don't think he'll be president by the law. We follow the Constitution. we got to take a break and then get back and talk about this COVID issue. Fine. That's all it is, is a COVID <laughs> issue. Oh, yeah, we Last have- word, because it's our show. <laughs> we'll be right back on The Buff Show. Stay with us. <laughs> Plus Pressure Cleaning is the official pressure washing company of The Buff Show. While Matt's doing the dirty work on the show, Action Plus Pressure Washing has been doing the dirty work for the last 15 years in Central Florida. They use a soft wash system to clean pool enclosures, driveways, pool decks, houses, and commercial property. They even clean large and small parking lots and buildings. Wow! Action Plus offers other services such as lawn maintenance, one-time service to weekly service, mowing, weeding, edging, and trimming, and hauling away debris. You can get more than one service, and they offer bundle pricing. Check out their weekly, bi-weekly, and monthly services for lawn maintenance and ask about their free standard two-driveway with house wash services. Family-owned and operated, get your free estimate at actionpluspressurecleaning.com or call 386-506-1048. That's 386-506-1048. Action Plus Pressure Cleaning. They aim to please. Since 2012, Cellulartronics has been providing Central Florida with the best phone repair, electronics repair, and computer repair. They fix all electronics from iPhone, Samsung, Sony, and many more. They also do TV repair and fix your tablets. Right now, you can get a glass back cover for the iPhone 8 to an iPhone X for only $95. iPhone 11 and up back covers are only $120. They've got two locations to serve you, one in Sanford, the other in DeBerry. Visit Cellulartronics.com or call them at 386-516-6185. That's Cellulartronics.com or call them at 386-516-6185. Cellulartronics. A boring website can make your company look really bad. (sighs) Poor rankings on Google, Yahoo, and Bing means your company does not exist to thousands of monthly searchers. I'm not even on the front page. Come out of hiding with JJC Marketing Solutions and get found to more and more new customers every day. At JJC Marketing Solutions, they offer state-of-the-art website creation, Google SEO, PPC campaigns, and social media marketing that makes your company stand out. No need to go with those national companies that only care about you on the first call. JJC Marketing is located right here in Sanford, and the goal is to help businesses like yours succeed. Get better results. Call 321-765-7710 or visit them at jjcmarketingsolutions.com. I'm somebody now! JJC Marketing Solutions. In 1961, W. Cleon Skousen, former FBI agent and author of international bestseller The 5,000-Year Leap, released The Naked Communist, detailing the 45 specific goals necessary to undermine America and replace our Judeo-Christian heritage with godless Marxism. America in Peril, Buzzsaw Media's explosive documentary brings to light just how close we are to losing our great republic. See for yourself how far the left has gone to change our country, and not for the better. You must see America in Peril on YouTube today. Watch it and share it with 
every American patriot you know. America in Peril from Buzzsaw Media. Available on YouTube. The buff stops here. Ho, ho, ho. And so does he. It's the buff show. AM 950, FM 94.9. The answer. took this song to number one in 2020. This is the number one song in 2020. Can you believe it? There's so many versions of it, but the Mariah Carey version, that's not that's not if her. I, if I never heard another song by Mariah Carey, I would, I'd be okay. <laughs> she can't sing for nothing now. I saw no, that live thing. My favorite. I think COVID started when she did that live performance. Then we went on lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to the Buff Show. I'm Buff Brittany Walker, hashtag Blonde Patriot, and Phil's in studio with us. Attorney. Attorney. And uh, everything he says today represents himself and no one else. That's correct. Uh, I'm not speaking on behalf of my law firm or on any behalf of any of my clients. It's just me. That's right. Now, I noticed you were wearing a mask when you come in here, and I want you to know that is your completely your right to do that. It's it's absolutely a wonderful thing. If you want to wear a mask, if that makes you feel better, if, the, if you feel like it protects you, that's awesome. Just don't force me to do it. There, there's the mask debate. How about that? <laughs> well, I think, uh, I, I think that you are correct that you should have the right to uh, choose not to wear a mask. But I think if you choose not to wear the mask, you also have the responsibility that comes with it not to be out in public where people are potentially exposed to whatever virus you may be shedding. I'm going to turn that answer over to Brittany. This is her favorite question of all time. That is so wrong. If if you feel like it's your duty to protect everyone else around you to where you have to sacrifice your own right to your body and, and to choose to wear a mask then they should stay home. And the people who are not afraid and the people who want to get back to normal life, because let's be honest, the coronavirus is not nearly as deadly as the flu. In fact, the flu has pretty much disappeared in 2020, according to the CDC website. But, you know, those people who, who actually know the truth and want to live, get back to normal life, let them continue living. You know, the one thing that drives me crazy is those people, my Home Depot story. I don't know if you heard that when the lady turned around and told me to put a mask yeah. on and I told her I live in a free country and then it turned into a big World War III in Home Depot. But that's what I told her. I said, if you're so scared that I'm going to infect you with coronavirus because I'm standing six feet from you without a mask on, you need to stay your butt home. And guess what? They're shipped. There's Uber Eats. There's all these other things that you can that you can have uh, groceries delivered. You don't have to leave your house. If you're afraid because fear is the main propaganda uh, propaganda that's exactly what it so, is so Brittany, let me let me understand if i hear you correctly you have not been to an airport since say september 2001 correct oh i've been on many flights you had to go through security okay well they're infringing on your rights that's real you security your pocket. <laughs> it's, a, it's a sense of security no question but they're forcing you to go through an x-ray where you could be getting x you know okay taking in x-ray waves they're forcing you to have your stuff scanned they're forcing you to take your shoes and belt off you're agreeable to that, but you're not agreeable well, to Well, I think that's a, a weak argument because um, I think everybody who would go on an airplane would say that for their own safety and for the safety of everybody, themselves and everybody, that after 9-11, you know, everyone feels a lot safer to go through security. Everybody. I don't think there's one person in America that's going to say, nope, I think everyone should be able to board an airplane, their bags shouldn't be checked, and they should just be able to get on an airplane, and if it blows up, that's okay. I'll take that one step farther. I want to know how many um, Islamic people are on the flight with me. (laughs) I mean, I think we should go farther on flights, because that is somebody potentially trying to kill me. 
Like, well, they don't have to be Islamic. Fiery to, 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 death. No, I'm not. They want to kill you, right? I'm not. I mean, that, no, that, 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 that's anyway. not what I'm saying. I'm saying, but if somebody is out to kill somebody on an airplane, right, or hijack an airplane, they're trying to blow it up and kill everybody. You're talking about a virus that is so weak, it has a better... I mean, we've actually created a new symptom called asymptomatic. So, so <laughs> you, just, have, you, have a, you have a misunderstanding of why there is all of this push to control... Uh, exposure to the virus. It has nothing to do with whether or not it, it can kill people. Um, my brother is actually uh, a doctor locally and is uh, in- incoming uh, president of the Florida Osteopathic Medical Association. And I was just talking to him about it this afternoon. He said, Phil, the, the issue is not people dying, right? A lot of the people that are in the, in the ALFs, yes, they, they have a higher incidence of dying that, because of their comor- comorbidities. But and it, it's awful, and we would love to try and stop that, but that's not the real issue. The real issue is that we have people that are going through, getting the virus, getting better, but have long-standing comorbidities as a result of it. So there are people that are months and months after this is done that were otherwise perfectly healthy that now have cardiac uh, remnants from from this virus. And we don't know how long-standing those are. We don't know how debilitating that's going to be going forward. Well, I mean, I've heard these same talking points, and everybody's a doctor now. I think it's funny. And well, he actually fun. is a doctor, so that well, makes it I'm, a little more. I understand that, but I hear these same things being said on the media all the time and about long-term this and long-term that. We don't even Wait, know. So, and how we many, don't even know. How many of those cases have actually been reviewed? Because if coronavirus has only been around since, say, March, how do we know that there's cardiac problems months later? You know, because we're, what, eight, nine months into this? Well, gosh, at this point. Well, that is months later, right? I mean, yeah, but my point is, like, it hasn't been around long their, enough to make those problems. statements, in my opinion. And also, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna win this little round of the debate real quick because. Go ahead. Why is it that people are so adamant on wearing a mask and social distancing for coronavirus, but they never were for the flu ever in the past? You know, why is it that it's just because it's this new virus and it's less severe, but because we just don't know enough about it, we're going to force everyone to wear muzzles and to socially distance from their families, tell them that they can't go to Christmas dinner with their families, tell them that they can't sing in church. Go to school. If if you can't see what's happening in America right now and and the progression of socialism in America through these activities being canceled by Democratic leaders and even some Republicans... I mean, it's time to wake up, people. It's time to wake up. And on the health aspect of it, when you talk about people and how they react to different things, we don't know what they're eating. We don't know how they're living. And frankly, I don't care. I mean, it's just up to them how they control themselves. I don't. We, I mean, diabetes and heart disease is the number one killer in this country. But there's still McDonald's mm-hmm. on every yeah. corner. Nobody's shutting down McDonald's. And so when you are when you get personal and you tell people what they can do personally when, when it comes to having people at their house or what they have to wear in school. So I mean, we, so when it does up, it stop, man? If it was up to you, you'd still have smoking in restaurants? Absolutely. Especially <laughs> after a steak. You're darn right I would, but you're talking about a smoker. You're a smoker. I'm a reformed smoker. <laughs> How about you, Brittany? Would you, would you still have smoking in restaurants? Probably not. In my personal opinion, I probably wouldn't. Would but you allow the restaurant to make their own decision if they allow smoking yeah, actually, in there? Yeah, actually, I absolutely <laughs> would believe that the restaurant owner should make that decision 100%. I do. Yeah. Because you know what? I, I go to some smoky bars sometimes, and like, but I choose to go there knowing that you know it's smoking or non-smoking, and I think that a business owner should have the right to decide what's best for their client base because they know their customers more than the government does. But you choose so. not to go there if you don't want to. You can go and, somewhere else. You know, not to get like I just want to go back to a point about all these reviews being done on on the cardiac effects, you know, long term on the virus. Well, if they're going to review that, I want to do research on the long term psychological effects on children wearing a mask eight hours a day. Not even just psychological. The health, 
you know, a health review because putting children in masks all day when, you know, a seven or eight year old has never had to do that before in their life. It's a big change. It's a big lifestyle change for them. What are the psychological effects long term? Well, you as the parent have the right to keep the child on virtual and keep them at least in Which Seminole County. Which virtual school Connect. is failing in Seminole County. It's, a, it's, it's failing I mean, everywhere. I'm sorry. <laughs> my kids go to school and wear the mask. They do it because they have to, but they don't like it. And one, my, my uh, youngest kid has asthma, and he doesn't like it at all, but we do it because they right now have to. But what we're saying is this can't go on forever, guys. This, this We're talking about fear. This virus itself is not a reason to muzzle kids because it doesn't affect them whatsoever. Even if they're asymptomatic and don't don't have symptoms, it doesn't mean that they're not shedding virus. It doesn't mean they're not getting I know, because asymptomatic is now a new symptom, and that's... When you look in history from... They always talk about the 1918. This is like 1918. No, it's not. There's 50 million dead. The percentage of people dying from this virus is the least in history. So if the government and the school boards get to force masks uh, in public schools on children, then I believe the people have a 100% right to reallocate their tax dollars from public school education to private school education so that they can choose where they send their, their kids to school. Well, what do you thought about that? I reallocating, think, would you fight for that? Reallocating tax dollars? I think that the state has already taken uh, very real steps towards giving people money and choices of where they want to go to school. That's great. Yeah, we need that more. Because uh, private school, it's expensive to be a Christian. Because if you want to send your kid to Christian school, my child's, really my child's in a private Christian school, and I'm telling you what, they never changed a single thing for COVID. None of the teachers wear masks, none of the students wear masks, and there has not been a single COVID case reported at that school. There's just a lot of overhyping. The reason Dr. Burks in March stepped onto the stage Uh-oh. and had to, f- to had to say we do have to increase the numbers through car accidents and stuff just to get the fear out there that people need to respect it. They had to drum it up. Because it's all about control with these people. Look what we did to everybody. Last word, real quick. Listen, I understand people are afraid, but sometimes when you're afraid, there's a reason for it. There's never a good reason to be afraid. Faith over fear, always. That's right. Merry Christmas, everybody. We'll see you next year on The Buff Show. You take it easy out there.